Welcome to Let's Talk, Ed and Zahi. We have been talking about the value of education versus credit. And uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the universality of learning and uh, through a couple of different things. We've talked about it a couple of times um, that private for profit colleges seem to have really found a good way to handle some of this uh, in terms of you know, giving you that pr credit for prior knowledge and even advertising to that fact. Yes, they're quite they're quite savvy uh, in terms of that and, and focusing on competencies that the individual has learned, irrespective of the location, the type of the place uh, and the modality that they used to, to learn. And, and those are absolutely critical, in my opinion, to um, recognize because a lot of the folks in, in society have accumulated a lot, a wealth of knowledge and learning through their work, through their lives, through a variety of different channels. And, and unfortunately, thus far, we have not recognized its value compared with the new paradigm shift that has been placed on all of us by the, especially the private for-profits, but they were perhaps uh, uh, leaders in it, but so many of the public institutions are recognizing it and starting to do more of it in addition to what they've done historically of accepting credits in particular channels. Uh, so, I yes, I want to I want us to consider the universality of the learning, and because to me that's the meat of what we should be thinking about. So you know, kind of draw on that example. Uh, I'm going to bring up an example that that I talked about a couple of uh, episodes ago, uh, in my own personal background. So, uh, I'm kind of a self-taught graphic designer. Um, I, I've done a lot of work with, you know, programs within the Adobe suite, uh, Creative Cloud suite. Uh, I've also done uh, things via social media, you know, learning things about managing social media. And I've gotten to a point where, you know, I have credentials showing my, my knowledge of different Adobe products. I have credentials showing my knowledge of social media products, but none of those have come from uh, you know, a traditional institution of higher education. Um, and there would be places that if I were to try to take those to those particular colleges, those would not be recognized. It, it would be sort of this, you know, well, that's nice that you have that start at the beginning. Uh, and what we've been talking about largely is, well, let's let's find a way to recognize those life experiences and, you know, show that you do have some expertise in this. Well, it, for me, it's expertise. It's, it's the, it's the learning, it's the background, it's the acquiring of that expertise, right? So, so what we see, the tip of the iceberg is the expertise, but there's a whole iceberg that we don't see underneath the, the water and i apologize for using that that metaphor but um 
also you see it very often you know welders who who have aws american welding society uh, certifications and they come to our classrooms we take them back to how to measure or 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 what it means to uh, to weld um similarly computer programmers uh, who haven't been to school but who've acquired it through their tribulations of, of learning and and, and uh, failing and, and learning and succeeding uh, that we say, well, you know what, you're going to go back and relearn all of those things. Well, they have shown proficiency. You know, some of them are hackers. Some of them are come up with games. Others work for companies and they don't have a piece of paper that says this institution of higher learning recognizes you as having earned this credential. Um, and, and we see so many of the world leading entrepreneurs, inventors, uh, um, paradigm shifting individuals who have not been to college or haven't completed college, who have really learned it outside of, of, of a particular system. Um, and, and that's where I think we need to pour our energy as institutions of higher learning. Although I understand that, that we're still paid by the credit, we're still paid for a particular number of hours of instruction, I get that, but can we rethink that in a different way because we broaden access like we talked about in the previous segment? Yeah, and, and just, you know, just like we talked about last time, we found ways, or we've talked about this the last two episodes, we found ways already you know, for for students to, you know, apply AP courses, uh, you know, to apply foreign language things, clep out of things. And, you know, we found ways to do things like that already. And, you know, is there a way that, that we can expand that? And, you know, really, it comes down in, in my mind to, can we find ways to expand that? And, help students. Uh, I think, you know, most people get into higher education because ultimately they, they want to, I hope, help people, you know, grow and, and become a better version of themselves. Um, you know, I, I certainly hope we don't have a lot of people in higher ed looking at somebody and saying, wow, you're, you're like 32 credits. That's, that's awesome. Um, you know, and not looking at them solely that way. Yeah, so so you're you know what I what I heard is although there's a need for the transactional elements uh, transactional elements of higher education, what what we're advocating for is a focus more intently and deliberately to the learning of the individual. So then, perhaps tailor the education to that individual learner as opposed to uniformity that kind of like the uh, the approach of a steak versus you know it's a blended meats versus uh, an individualized uh, portion right and you know you you get out into the you know real world so to speak and you know people want you to have the the critical thinking skills they want you to have those problem solving skills and you know obviously they need you to have the the technical knowledge to 
succeed in whatever you're doing. But, you know, a part of that does come from, you know, what you've learned and not necessarily that you've achieved a credit, uh, but learning those big picture, you know, critical thinking type skills. Right. Right. As you were talking, a, a picture uh, flashed in my mind. You know, like I, I spoke uh, a few episodes ago about the Unabomber. The Unabomber <laughs> was a faculty professor, was, was a brilliant mathematician. So if you're going to think about education as the savior of humanity, maybe maybe we need to stop about those blankets with those blanket statements and think about building of the individual and through the individual of the society um because we have we have opportunities that are coming to us by being uh, able to welcome individuals who we typically would not have seen in the person of those non-traditional students. So in order for us to be more welcoming of them, perhaps it's it's the opportune time to rethink uh, how we're going to consider their learning, which would make it even more welcoming for them because we're considering them as the Janes and, and, and Johns that they are as opposed to number whatever. Yeah. And, you know, as you said, we need those students, you know, higher education needs those students because overall that makes up a much bigger population than 18 year olds uh, because we're seeing that number decline. So we've been talking about the value of education versus the value of credits alone. If you enjoy conversations like this and and ways we can work the Unabomber into our conversations as well. Uh, <laughs> two weeks in a row, um, you know, we're, uh, you can uh, follow us right here on YouTube, uh, subscribe to our channel, ring that bell down below so you get notification when we post uh, new videos. And certainly you can follow us on all of your favorite podcasting platforms as well. So for Dr. Zahi Atala, I'm Chris Ford. We'll see you next time right here on Let's Talk Ed.